Hello and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is a very special episode of the HR Social Hour. John and Wendy, welcome back, Ashley Herney and Mike Ketcherside from MTM Recognition. I'm your host, John. And I'm Wendy. How are you tonight, John? Wendy, I've been better from a technical perspective. <laughs> I am, however, super excited. We had such a great time yes. with Ashley, and apparently she had such a great time with us that she wanted to come back yeah. and do another show. So we are <laughs> thrilled to be working with MTM Recognition again. She brought Mike along. I'm going to open the conversation by saying this. We're going to really be focused more on Mike, and that's no affront to Ashley because she is <laughs> unbelievable. And if you have not listened to her show, once this episode's done, then go listen to her show because we will reference it. We'll have it in the show notes. I'm super excited though, to keep talking about recognition and a bit of more focus in this conversation. And Wendy, I'll let you make the introduction and we'll get started. Awesome. I am so excited to welcome Mike Ketcherside to the show. He began working for MTM Recognition in 1988. He graduated with a BS in marketing from Oklahoma Christian University. He has held many positions at MTM, including customer care manager, director of national accounts, and he is currently the VP of sales for MTM Recognition. He oversees a team of recognition consultants and the national account directors focusing on helping companies and organizations achieve desired results through effective engagement and performance solutions. Some of the clients he works with include Lowe's, AIG, Bank of America, FedEx, McDonald's, Adobe, Walmart, Amtrak, and Harley Davidson. My husband would be thrilled. (laughs) He is a member of the Oklahoma City Chamber of Commerce, a National Sherm Association, Recognition Professionals International, World at Work, Oklahoma Professional Sales Association, the Jim Thorpe Executive Council, and is the current sponsor chair of the Oklahoma City Walk to End Alzheimer's. When not working or busy, busy volunteering, he and his wife, Laura, enjoy running and spending time with their kids and their dogs. Mike and Ashley, welcome to the show tonight. And even on these special episodes, we like to know what's in your glass. Wow. Well... Ashley, uh, I guess I'll start. I, you know, two things for me. One, bottled water, but I couldn't go without some cab. So red wine for me. Right. And I'm a little boring tonight since I had a very busy day. I'm just sticking with the water. Nothing wrong with water. No Sonic. No. No, I didn't have time. Great plug for Sonic. You missed it. You missed out on an opportunity. Mike, I did not know until our last conversation that Sonic was based in your area. I, Absolutely. I was founded there. I and that that was enlightening because I've been going there for many years and didn't know. Headquartered in Oklahoma City. That's correct. Well, Mike, again, we're really excited to have you with us tonight and have more conversation about MTM. You know, as I mentioned, we've heard from Ashley and kind of her background with the company, but talk to us a little bit more about you and about your path with MTM, how you got there. And again, I'm assuming you probably didn't plan to go into the world of recognition and how did that all happen for you? Yeah, John, that's true. I did not. I, 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 you know, I don't know. I think I always wanted to do something related to sports. Uh, my dream ended quickly regarding playing professional sports. I knew there was no opportunity there. So I guess it was probably the late 80s, uh, 88, middle of 88. I was living in Oklahoma City. And I was attending uh, Oklahoma Christian University. And my junior year, I decided I needed to get a part-time job. I needed some gas money. Uh, and, you know, some weekend money. I'm pretty sure my parents said something to do with pushing me to get that job. But Oklahoma City is a it's a very small community. And I knew of a man who went to Oklahoma Christian and he owned a successful national trophy company called Midwest Trophy. And so I called him up and I asked him for a job and I began 
working for David R. Smith uh, in 1988. Still work for him today, and I've been there ever since. You know, you don't hear that way of finding a job much anymore. <laughs> but it goes back to who you know, you know, making those making those connections. And that's really, you know, a lot what we do here on The Social Hour is who do you know who can make those introductions? So I think that's fantastic. I love it. Yeah, it's hard to believe it's been 32 years. I, wow. You know, you, you sometimes you use that when you want to talk about experience, but you don't want to use it and make yourself look old. So right? <laughs> you got to be careful and, and choose your audience on when you talk about that. But yeah, I am proud of 32 years and it's a great company or I wouldn't be there today. Well, one of the things that we wanted to chat with you guys about is is remote work, because that's really... Um, a, a focus that HR professionals are kind of trying to figure out how do we keep employees engaged when they're not right in front of us, which it did. It took a pandemic <laughs> to do that, to get organizations to use that technology. But it does come to challenge. It, it is a challenge for sure. And keeping that recognition going. So what are some things leaders can do to recognize staff when they're not in the same office? I want to say that I think that this is a great topic and it's obviously something that everyone's dealing with. You know, we hear, you know, the new normal and everyone's tired of hearing about that, but you know, it's true. It is working remotely is the new normal. It's just that I would say just given a little background on, on what we've experienced the last six months, you know, around the third week of March, MTM was forced to shut down. We reopened on May the 1st. However, only about 45% of our 500 plus workers stayed at home or 45% stayed at home instead of going back to the workplace. I've personally been working remotely since March the 12th. And so I can attest to some of the things that we're probably going to talk about tonight. The last six months have been a huge learning curve for all of us. I recently ran a, uh, read a report from the Stanford Institute of Economic Policy Research that 42% of the U.S. workforce is working full-time from home. And I thought that was actually a little low. But even after the pandemic is behind us, I don't think this will change. And so people need to get prepared for this and, and deal with it. And that's certainly what we're doing uh, today. So I think there are several things that I'd like to share. I think first, uh, at our, our tagline at MTM is recognition lifts the human spirit. And it doesn't mean only if in person. It means recognition lifts the human spirit regardless, as long as it's done in the right way. I think for the first time ever, you know, companies are, are choosing to postpone their ceremonies or opting for online events and banquets. You know, it's vital that recognition moments are not forgotten. So it's more important than ever today to find creative ways to do really four things. Communicate, engage, reward and recognize. I would say the first thing that, that I would talk about would be to, to over communicate with your staff. So the communicate, the communication has to be two way, but it always begins with the leaders. Number two, using video conferencing to touch base and sharing ideas and communicating and engaging and rewarding and recognizing is important. I've also found that I believe that people enjoy a video conference more than they do a phone call from a manager or from a supervisor. I think there are a couple of other things that are key. You can send an e-card. We offer e-cards e are on our website. You can get them, they're free. They're really very valuable. Uh, also, 
sending a handwritten note, which I believe is a lost art. And I think it's going to come back where if a manager or a supervisor will take the time to write a handwritten note to an employee, tell them what a great job they're doing, recognize them for some performance recognition that's been earned. I think that 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 will mean a lot. A lot of times in our space, it's not necessarily the award or the reward, but it's the the moment where the manager takes the time out of his or her schedule to recognize that individual. And a handwritten note is a great way to do that. You'll also find that that handwritten note most likely will be saved where who knows about the award or the reward. Next, I would say, uh, and this is sort of a, a personal plug to MTM, I would say find a social rewards and recognition platform that brings everything together. You know, one of the things that we say is that if you can get everyone on one page working towards one common goal, you'll be successful. The way to do that is to find a platform that helps you do that. One of the things that we try to avoid is private recognition. What private recognition is, is when a manager recognizes an individual and no one else knows about the recognition except those two people. So make it public, make it a big event, publicize it. And the last thing I'll share, and I want to give credit to to Ashley Herney, the director of marketing for MTM Recognition, is uh, we recently, uh, September 15th, we posted uh, on our website an article called Seven Tips for an Online Successful Recognition Event. And I, I don't have the time to read all those and go into detail, but I'll just quickly cover them. Number one, send out a formal invite. Number two, choose a theme of the event. Number three, ask the employee to dress the part. Number four, do a tech check before. Five, plan out your words with meaning. You know, make sure that you're prepared. That's where most recognition moments blow up. And that is when the, when the person that's giving the recognition is not prepared. Make it interactive, number six. And number seven, incorporate a tangible element. That's a lot of things, just some things that I believe are really important when you're talking about, you know, recognizing staff that are not in the office. Mike, as someone that's been in the industry for many years and focusing on this particular subject being recognition, I'm curious for you personally, having worked remotely now, you said mid-March, what have you learned personally or as a leader, how have you utilized what we've been talking about? We do have a social platform and that's really where everything is stored. And so that's where all the communication, it's a communication vehicle. And so that's where really everything, all of the rewards and recognition is shared there, you know, and it's extremely helpful with remote employees for overall engagement. Some of the key areas inside a platform could be like where you can share specific rewards and recognition in the news feed, uh, similar to Facebook, so everyone can see that. Also, the comments and the videos that are shared from peers and from managers uh, and from supervisors, it's extremely important. We can post a leaderboard, which shows, you know, when someone has been recognized, why they've been recognized. You also have the ability to create personal crowds. So the one thing, John, that I would say is the more that you can share about the individual, the better. And again, try to avoid private recognition. Have you seen any specific requests or issues coming up from clients when it comes to how they are dealing with the remote recognition and how is MTM supporting their clients? 
this is all relatively new to all of us. During the last six months, uh, we've had many customers that have changed the method of recognition due to remote working. You know, the Gallup organization still says today that the number one reason that an employee leaves an organization is because of a poor relationship with a manager or a supervisor. It's not pay. It's not 401k. It's not vacation time. It's a relationship. It's an issue for us making sure that we're doing the right things. And so most of our programs involve the manager or the supervisor, and they're involved in the recognition where they're taking the time out to recognize someone. However, due to the pandemic, uh, recognition, you know, is now being sent or the rewards piece of it is being sent directly to the employee. So that face-to-face touchpoint opportunity is missing. So some of the things that we mentioned earlier can help with this, video conferences, you know, recognizing the individual, sending e-cards or, or a handwritten note, uh, or utilizing a social tool can be very effective. I think we're all uncertain of the next many months. We've certainly seen fits and starts as far as people returning to the office and then maybe scaling back and maybe coming back and a lot of woulda, coulda, shouldas, and maybes. We are seeing that return in some places. You and Ashley, can you talk about what MTM's doing to support those clients that have employees returning? You know, Ashley and her great team recently posted, I think it was in the middle of May, on our, again, on our website, posted an article called Reboarding Employees or Tips for Success. What was so great about this is they looked at two different areas. One, before the employee comes back to work, and then two, once they're back from work or once they're working again uh, with, in an environment with a lot of people. Before you come back to work, some of the things that we focus on are clearly communicating changes, any changes that have happened to make sure that, that they're aware of that. Number two, offering complete transparency so that they know everything, so that you communicate, you're open about it. And then number three, to make sure that the employees know that it's going to be a safe and slow reintroduction back into the workplace. And again, if you if you go out and look at this article, there's some great things underneath these three areas. And then once the employee is back to work, some of the things that we that we pointed out in this article are that you need to stagger the start dates. Don't bring everyone back at one time if you can avoid that. Um, number two, protect your employees in every way. I think that is very, very important right now that that everyone feels safe. Number three is something that I never thought that we would be talking about, at least not recently, and that is considering mental health concerns. And so that that needs to be dealt with as well when people come back to work. And then the last thing is to offer increased PTO and sick leave. And I know that MTM practices what we preach. And I can tell you firsthand that everything that I've shared uh, about returning back to work, we're doing that at MTM. And it's been able to help us provide best practices and industry trends Uh, with our clients. Yeah. And I'll just add to that, Mike, Um, some other ways that we've been able to support our clients as well is um, by providing some signage or some email graphics and some copy. Um, We have an award-winning design staff and they participate in some of those tangibles, you know, that you can put by a time clock or on a door or, or some different things like that. And the other thing that I love that we do Um, is we have, they're called mini celebration kits and they're, you know, pretty small, 
probably about the size of your hand. It's like a little pillow pack and you can have a custom card in there. Welcome back. We've missed you. So it's a sensory or it's an experience, right? To come back because obviously when we go back into the office, we can't go be within six feet of our coworker and say, Hey, how have you been the past few months? Because that's a giant no, no right now. So you're still isolated. So a good way to, you know, help bring in that brand and make it a little more of a human experience is to have that experience of opening something that um, the person in the cubicle across from you with that acrylic shield that, you know, they're opening that same thing. And it's a welcome back uh, message with maybe um, uh, an engraved pen, writing pen or a lapel pen or, you know, whatever the case may be, but just a small item that says, Hey, thank you for sticking it out with us. And it's customized. So your employee feels valued for returning back to work in that instance. And it's really powerful because again, you're connecting your brand back to that employee, making it all a very human experience. I I like that. I like the, you know, being very intentional about it. And it's not just let's pretend the last few months never happened. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Or let's pretend our office is quote normal again when half the staff might not be in the office at the same time so you can maintain that social distance. So I like the idea of having a tangible gift available to them. Mike actually shared with us in our last episode what she sees as the changes that have occurred over the last month when it comes to employee recognition. What do you think will be the next big thing? I wish that, you know, we could see maybe beyond you know, the pandemic, who knows uh, how long this will last. I don't believe anyone thinks it's going to be over anytime soon. But I think this topic today, like I said early on, is so relevant, you know, engaging remote workers. You know, it's hot and it's extremely important. Short terms, you know, or just in a few words, recognition has got to be fast, fun and frequent. And we, we break each one of those down when we talk about that. But I also would add engaging. If recognition is not engaging, you're wasting your money and employees can see right through that. Uh, so I would I would just say and, you know, I've been redundant to talk about this, but utilizing technology to make sure that you are getting everyone on the same page, working towards one common goal. That could be, you know, through a mobile app. It could be through uh, text messaging. But there's a lot of other ways to engage the employee, but using technology is is certainly going to be key to make sure that everyone is working towards one common goal. Mike, I asked Ashley this question we had her with us last time. I particularly would appreciate your perspective. 32 years in industry, talk a little bit about whatever level you'd like, but I'm curious, and I mentioned to Ashley, I could see you all having a wall, like a museum of all the gifts that were given back in the 60s or 70s to today. Talk about that path, you know, in terms of you mentioned you just mentioned tech and how important that is. I'm assuming that was not the case in 1988. Right? Yeah, you know, John, that's a gr- great question, and I certainly was not prepared for that. But I I deal with this a lot, and it's something that I enjoy sharing. When you think about tenure or service, years of service with a company, you mentioned Mike, 32 years. You know, service award programs have been around for you know 60, 70 years. They started out with a lapel pin. You might remember, you know, even in the airlines, people wearing the lapel pins for years of service. And that was such a big deal. And then other things were added over time, watches, other jewelry items like a ring, clocks. Clocks were big, but that was really about it. And there was no choice, meaning 
when you celebrated a milestone, 5, 10, 15, 20 years of service, you received something from the organization. They selected the budget, they selected the item, and you didn't have a choice. It wasn't gender specific. It just, that's what you got. And then probably the early, late 80s, early 90s became choice programs, meaning give the employees a choice of products and let them determine what they want. Don't give them something that they may not want or may not ever use. Choice programs became to really changed change the game. And certainly this was way before Amazon. You know, we, MTM, acquired the Jostens corporate division in 2001. And Jostens was the leader in this. Jostens was doing this back, you know, again, 50, 60 years ago uh, and was the leader. So now fast forward to what's driving this. I mean, what are the, what are employees looking for today? And they're looking for experiences. And you can utilize that through experiences through technology. But experiences are movie tickets, travel, trips, you know, different rewards, but also points. Points programs are big. Points programs have been around for 50 years with the addition of Amazon and the addition of uh, the transportation companies that can get things there tomorrow. I could order it tonight and have it here tomorrow morning. It's changed the game, but experiences are really key right now. And I'm not sure what, how Ashley answered that, but that today I would say that employees are looking for experiences more than ever. I appreciate you sharing because, again, I, it just it fascinates me. And Ashley mentioned you do have a wall of stuff because that's what I, I wanted to see, the wall of stuff. We, we do. I have a lot of stories. I, mean, I, I love to tell the stories. But, you know, MTM started out as Midwest Trophy Manufacturing, and we were the largest trophy company in the country. The owner of our company, David Smith, was such an innovator um, and a creative thinker. This was in the 70s. You may or may not remember this, but there was a thing called a clacker. It had a marble, big marble on it and with a string, and you could clack two things together. There were two of them. Oh, yes. And it was a noisemaker, and it drove the mothers, every mother crazy. And it was outlawed. The government outlawed those, and they could no longer be used. And there was a company... Uh, in the South that that was making these that were made in the USA. And the owner of our company um, at the time got in his VW and drove to the South and bought all of the all of the balls and created trophy columns out of them, which changed, revolutionized the trophy uh, oh space. If you go out and look for a trophy today, you'll see one of those clacker balls on the trophy figurine. And, and so... It, it is fascinating, John, when you think about how far we've come, not just talking about the rewards, but how to move things through t with technology. And we certainly believe that MTM is in that space and, and we do it quite well. Wow. That's awesome. Mike, it is now time for everyone's favorite part of our show, which is the half hour question connection. We did ask Ashley all these same questions before, so she's not getting left out. So first question, what career did you dream of having when you were a child? I think I always felt that I would do something in sales, but as John mentioned earlier, I never in my you know wildest imagination thought it would be in the rewards and recognition space. But my my first job, like many young kids, was selling newspapers and throwing newspapers. I was probably 11 or 12 years old, but it wasn't a typical newspaper job. I sold a paper called The Grit. And, oh, wow. Yeah. Are you familiar with The Grit? I used to read about them in the comic okay. books. Absolutely. So, 
I was fascinated by this. It was door-to-door sales. Um, my older brother uh, sold it, and I thought if he could do it, you know, I wanted to do it too because I wanted to, whatever he did, I wanted to do. And so it was interesting because I thought it was just rolling up a paper and throwing it, and it was not. It was door-to-door sales, and not knowing what that meant, he had to go with me because I was young. And he would stand out sort of like trigger treaters, you know, the parents of trigger treaters, he would stand outside the door and I would go up and knock on the door and I wasn't having a lot of success and he was letting me learn, but he he gave me a tip that I'll never, I never forgot. And he said, you're selling to the wrong people. He said, you need to sell to the elderly because there's no way they're going to say no to an innocent looking blonde, (laughs) blonde haired, blue eyed kid. Uh, and by the way, it did work. Um, but, you know, it's it's sort of like in sales. I always say that, you know, I I don't know a, per, a person that's in sales that can say no to Girl Scouts. I right? mean, if a Girl Scout knocks on your door, if you're in sales, you are going to buy Girl Scout cookies. It was a lot like that. And so I didn't dream that I would be doing this, but I always thought that I would be doing something in sales. Mike, it is safe to say you're the first person I've ever talked to that actually sold grit newspaper. <laughs> I, I have a picture. I, I have a picture. I spoke at the Oklahoma Sales Professionals Association, and I shared the picture of me holding up the grit. And uh, I was not very old, but uh, didn't know a lot about the paper. I'm not sure I ever even opened it and read anything, and, <laughs> but I sold it. Who's one person you've gained your network in the last year that you think more people should know? I've actually met met some really interesting people, not necessarily in person, though, which is, you know, sort of frustrating for all of us that that like to be, you know, around people. But uh, I would say, you know, this year, uh, Wendy shared that I'm the the sponsor chair for the Oklahoma City Walk to End Alzheimer's. And so I would share with you today that someone probably that I've added to my network that I'm really proud to know is uh, the executive director of the Oklahoma City Alzheimer's Association, Mark Freed. A personal note, my father passed away last October from Alzheimer's. And so I was looking for a way to get involved in fundraising and and awareness uh, with this great organization. And so uh, through Mark and his team, I've learned a lot about nonprofits and fundraising, and especially during a difficult year, we all can attest to. But Mark and his team have been great to work with. And And I love the fact that they're focused on a world without Alzheimer's and other dementia. Mike, a new HR professional asks you for one piece of advice. What do you tell them? Since I'm certainly not in HR, I would tell them probably something that I talked about earlier, and that is to over-communicate and and also to be ready to answer, answer questions that you never thought you'd have to answer. There's certainly things going on in HR that I, I bet you they said, this is not what I signed up for. But, you know, also be ready to deal with, you know, unusual topics, you know, because certainly 2020 is a very unusual year. But I got a lot of respect for people in the HR space. And I can attest firsthand over the last six months that probably the the rock or the glue that that really has held our organization together has been our HR team. Mike, we talked a little bit about it in your bio, but how do you enjoy giving back to your community? This is relatively new for me. I could maybe say in full transparency that for years in my career, early on, I was pretty selfish and just trying to make my way and not looking around outside the community. I've got involved in some things with Special Olympics. I know Ashley is very, very involved in Special Olympics and something that I I deeply believe in. 
I think also Alzheimer's, you know, just being able to raise money and promote awareness for this organization uh, in the community has been very rewarding. Mike, what is your favorite movie? I shared that I'm a sports fan, and so every all my movies revolve around sports. But if I had to narrow it down to just one, I would I would say Hoosiers. Every, every time it's on, I, I stop whatever I'm doing. It doesn't matter, <laughs> and I watch it. So I would say Hoosiers. How about your favorite musician or band? It might surprise you. I love all kinds of music, but and especially live music. Growing up in the 80s and last week hearing about the death of Eddie Van Halen, I would, you know, say Van Halen was one of my uh, favorite all-time bands. Probably just, I've been thinking a lot about them just because of what happened, but Van Halen. How about a favorite TV show? That's easy. I don't have to think very hard. Seinfeld. Every, I, you know, I just love Seinfeld. It, it's a it's a show that, you know, you can watch, you can stop tonight and just watch it and break away from everything. And I love it. We've heard Seinfeld a lot yeah. more this year. To ask you about Van Halen. David Lee Roth or Sammy Hagar or Gary Cherone? Yeah, no, not him, not Gary. But you know, that's a great that's a great question. And I would say early on, the the Sammy Hagar stuff didn't get as much recognition. But if you listen, I'm not a guitarist. Okay, don't play any musical instruments. I can't sing at all. If you listen to some of Eddie Van Halen's guitar riffs from the Sammy Hagar era. It's as good, if not better, in my opinion, than some of the early stuff. And I think David Lee Roth is just, he was great early on, but kind of kind of went a little off. Uh, so I would probably say Sammy. If you're not watching Hoosiers, not listening to Van Halen, or not watching Seinfeld, what else do you like to do outside of work? Ashley will, she'll be late. She'll say, well, here, uh-oh, here we go. How much time do you have? I really only have one hobby, and that's running. Um, I'm a, a big runner. Over the, over the last six months, I've tried to do some other things outside of running, but I love to compete, run over 40 marathons, and I got into ultra running, and which is anything over a marathon. A marathon is 26.2 miles, and I've run, I don't know, half a dozen 100-mile races and 24-hour events and 50-mile uh, races, and I, I just I love to run. I have recently switched over somewhat to trail running, and uh, really enjoy running on the trails now. I used to just be a street guy that would just take off out of my house and go. Uh, I enjoy running uh, on the trails now. Finally, Mike, it is Mike Catcher Side Day all around the world. What are we doing? <laughs> well, I would say running, of course. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I almost said, else. but not running. <laughs> I, I don't know how else to describe that. So I would say we're definitely running, and I'm I'm grabbing the three of you to come run with me. So. And if we can't run in person, we'll run virtually. I'll do this. I'll just be moving my arms. <laughs> running was always my sports punishment. So I just, <laughs> ah. I was the same way. I grew up, you know, where you were made to run, right? Whatever sport you did on the line, you had to run. But when you start doing something on your own because you enjoy it and you yeah. fall in love with it, it's certainly different. And that was my story. Well, Mike, we are so, again, very appreciative of your time and, and sharing your insights. The amount of experience between you and Ashley with one organization is to be truly commended because it is not what we typically see anymore. Our listeners have gained so much from hearing about employee recognition and remote work and all these different conversations that we've had in the last little bit. Many of our listeners are probably not connected with you. I know they're going to want to learn more. What's the best way for them to reach you? 
MTM recognition. How do how do we get in touch? I'd say probably my LinkedIn page. You can find me through my catcher site on LinkedIn. Probably the best way. You know, Twitter, they can reach me on Twitter at mcatch or Instagram is uh, runman100. So, or Facebook, you can reach me on Facebook. So you can find me under Mike, Mike or Michael, catcher side. Ashley, how about you? Yeah. So uh, the best place probably is going to be LinkedIn or Instagram. Uh, LinkedIn, Ashley Herney. And then Instagram, it's very simple. It's just at Ashley Herney. I love chatting with people. I've actually gained some new friends after the last episode. Um, had some people chatting. Hey, I loved your message. Can we talk further? And I so wholeheartedly believe in the mission of what we're doing, making work a little bit more of a better experience for people. It's just so much fun to continue talking about it. So add me on LinkedIn or Instagram. And you can always email me to Ashley at mtmrecognition.com. And let's chat. We will have all that in the show notes. And Wendy, how about you? Best way for listeners to reach you? Uh, best way is on my blog, mydailyjourney.com, daily deism dog, A-I-L-E-Y. And of course, second and fourth Sunday of each month, you'll find me on Twitter at 7 p.m. Eastern time as part of our twice monthly Twitter chat. How about you, John? JohnThurman.com for all things John Thurman. And for the show, hrsocialrpodcast.podbean.com. Listen, rate, review, share. Please connect with Mike and with Ashley. Tell them you heard them on the show. We are incredibly appreciative of our sponsors like MTM Recognition. Let them know just how great they are and why they are part of our community. Appreciate you both being with us. So for the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast, I'm John. And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect, give back, and network. Network. Take care, everybody. We'll see you soon.